0: Welcome to Just Ask Rethinking Development Podcast with your hosts here, myself, Brian Wilburn, Director of Development at St. Paul's Newman Center at North Dakota State, and with me is Greg Jeffrey, founder of Catholic Development Group, and Greg is going to be covering today the ninth principle of development strategy that he has,
1: and what is that, Greg? Ninth principle that I rely on all the time is I'm trying, as I'm trying to, you know, craft a a plan of attack right is the more personal the appeal the more likely the person will say yes and the bigger the gift
0: i love it yeah i the love more it personal this is going to be yeah this is going to be fun because it it's simple but it is true that when you make an appeal more personal it it's going to benefit your charity so why is that greg to break it down
1: well i'll give you an example so um, there's a school on the south side of Chicago that I've never heard of. It's
0: always the south side of Chicago. Yeah, well, I know,
1: bad, that bad. I've never Leroy heard Brown. of. have right, that I've never heard of. If they had bought a mailing list of names of people who support Catholic education mm-hmm. and sent me any kind of flyer, it probably wouldn't matter what kind of information they put in the packet or what kind of sm- – Pictures of smiling kids or desperate need, or whatever. I I probably wouldn't have responded because, you know, I I get, you know, scores of solicitations every Every, month, right?
0: Who out there gets 28 letters a day?
1: But my nephew married a young woman who I think at one point taught at this school, and um, they did the asking. Right, and so now I've got a tie because I don't want to, you know, disappoint oh,
0: your your nephew. And yeah, my nephew man, and his they wife. Did the asking. Yeah, they oh. they
1: did the asking on behalf of the school. Sure, it was much more personal, right? Oh, oh, but they took it to a whole new level. Okay, so because of the COVID pandemic, I've got a great niece who's cuter than a bug, but I've never mm-hmm. seen her. I've never met her. So they took the cutest little picture of her. And on her first birthday, they said, Uncle Greg, would you make a birthday gift for little Jane? Oh, man. Yeah. But don't give it to Jane. She's fine. But the kids down at such and such school in Chicago could use it instead. Oh, man. What? You can't say no to that. Yeah.
0: What are you going to be like? Sorry,
1: no birthday present for you, Jane. (laughs) Exactly. So, you know... um, those wow. charities that I regularly give to, they might get 25, 50, or 100 bucks, whatever. But, you know, little Jane got, you know, a little bit more. Yeah. And I replied promptly, right? And and so on and so forth. Why? Mm-hmm. Because it was a creative, personal ask. Yeah. And so I think it's just that principle that if we kept that in mind, you know, with, with what we do, I think we'd raise a whole lot more money. The thing is, you can't have that kind of Personal asking, yeah, with five thousand people, right? I mean, yeah, there's just you no know, way you could do it exactly, and that gets us back to one of the very first podcasts we did about putting together a major gift prospect list. Or in this case, you know, Uncle Greg isn't necessarily a major gift prospect yeah. for for that particular campaign, but the school knew that.
0: They had a great volunteer to go and do that exactly. for them. It did. Had,
1: yeah. And they had a great volunteer who herself, I think my nephew does pretty well. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, so you know, they tied into her and then she tied into a whole um um host of 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 friends and relatives. So the more personal the appeal, the more likely the person will say yes and the bigger the gift.
0: Yes. Yes. It's this oh, it's so true because and and you you can use it both ways when we do any kind of mailing we always look at that to say how can we make it in general more personal and it's not i mean for anybody out there it's not manipulative it's just it's actually being relational like don't you know you actually show that you care more for the person when you're personal but the when i say both ways is what we do also is if someone if someone does give one of the ways that you can seek to try to maybe upgrade someone is by Oh, they responded. So then the next year, we think, what could we do to make it even more personal? Because they've already shown they they might have an interest in a relationship here. And so maybe it's a sticky note, you know, something on it just saying, hey, thank you so much for the gift you gave last year. That made a real difference to us. You know, when somebody says that, you know, it makes you feel better about giving to them because you're like, oh, they noticed. They actually, you know, notice that I give. And, you know, I, I can't remember, you know, it's on all kinds of lists, but it's one of those things people always say the... The number one of the number one reasons people stop giving is because they think that you don't care, that you don't uh, care that they give. And yeah, after a while, you know, you might stop giving. But I think I, you think, know, I think your principle is true. Here, well, I,
1: I also apply it to when I'm working with volunteers. The more personal I can be with my volunteers, um, the better they perform. I'll give you an example. It's Saturday. I don't like working on Saturdays, but Ooh, sometimes yeah. I have to.
0: Unless you're at a gig and playing. Yeah, that's in right. your other life.
1: Yeah. So, <laughs> we digress. Yeah. Okay. So, it's Saturday morning. And actually, I find Saturday morning between, you know, 10 and noon is really a pretty good time to reach out to your volunteers. I don't know if people just maybe have, have, a, have a moment to take a deep breath on a Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what it is, but I. Tend to get a pretty good response on a saturday morning well i 've got some volunteers that are helping me do a feasibility study they 're out doing community outreach and and a, and a personal feasibility study where it 's not just me that 's doing the feasibility study it 's i 've trained eighteen volunteers to go out and do essentially what I will am doing as well right, right. gives us a bit broader reach so we 've got about eighteen volunteers and just over 120 people in this little town that we're trying to really canvass because we need to raise an enormous amount of money from a very small, small community. So we have to be extraordinarily personal with pretty much everybody. Plus, it is a small town, right? But anyway, my point is this morning, you know, I could have done three. There's three ways I could have made contact with my volunteers to make sure that they're getting their work done. Yeah. I could do a group email, an email blast to all 18 with one fell swoop. Heck, it would take me yeah, 10 minutes. It's done. I'm, I, you know, Saturday morning is free, right? Or I could have emailed them each personally so that it didn't go into their spam filter. Or I could have picked up the phone and called them. I chose to do item two and three. So right. I first made the call. And then if I didn't reach them, I left a voicemail, which tells them, you know, Mr. Jeffrey is on your tail, yeah, yeah, right? Okay. And then I, then I follow up with an email saying, you know, I, I I left your voicemail, but, you know, we've got 10 days left to get this done. And so um, I'll check back with you in about three days. Well, you know, if, if I tell them I'm going to check back with them in three days, then they think, oh, crap, I got three days to get some progress under my belt because right. he's going to be asking. I, I don't want to report that i've done nothing so far yeah but uh, it gets back to the whole thing is the more personal i am the better the response i get not just from donors but also from my volunteers
0: yeah it's always it always works that way because uh it's about people when you're going to start raising serious money um and people like a more personal interaction i mean another big technology out there not to be um, forgotten is texting. Yeah. You know, it's it's crazy. And I, uh, yeah.
1: Well, that's a great reminder for a dinosaur like me. Brian. Yeah, right? yeah. I mean, you can get a response from texting, especially if they're under forty. Yeah, people don't answer their phone anymore. But they even if they don't,
0: don't uh, I've, I've noticed this, and maybe you have too, Greg. But if you don't, if you call them, they don't pick up. Sometimes it's actually better to send a text about why you called than it is to leave a voicemail because I don't know about you, but I've got quite a few unlistened to voicemails, and so do donors. Yeah, and. You know a text though you're going to look quick at that cuz you know we're all addicted to our phones and we have to look so
1: point well taken in this case the phone and the voicemail still work because it's small town and there's just a yeah. different oh, yeah, feel yeah, there yeah, no. but yeah in the bigger cities yeah the leaving the voicemail mailbox is full not accepting new messages i mean that's pretty common these mm-hmm. days nobody listens to voicemail. <laughs> voicemail is like so 1991 uh, yeah, right yeah. well i don't know if there's anything more to say but it's just a, one of those the one of those principles principle number nine the more personal the appeal the more likely the person will say yes and the larger the gift will be so great maybe we just leave it at Greg, that yeah. yeah
0: great principle for us today go out there try it yourself and if you guys could and do us a favor give us a five-star rating on apple Podcasts, and please subscribe and get more of the information out there thanks so much